When I was a kid, I really loved football. My dream was to play football in the National Football League. I was sure it was going to happen. That was a big dream of mine. Anybody else like me who was a kid playing football with one of those Nerf footballs out in the front yard, reenacting every play. I was just sure I was going to be Chuck Foreman, number 44, dodging players. I had the dream. In fact, when I was nine years old, I started playing football on my team. Here's a picture of me. You can see what an athletic specimen I was at age nine, right? Um, I rode my bike to practice and kept playing through the years. Here's another picture. I found of a few years later. Do I kind of remind you of like Ray Lewis there or, or Lamar Jackson? No, not so much. Well, anyway, every season when I was a kid, they put out this little player's guide, right? And in that, they listed all the players in the whole league and they listed their players, their ages, their heights, their, their jersey number, their positions, that kind of thing. I remember being so proud. I'd get that book and I'd open it up and I'd look there and I'd find my team and down and by the seas, there I was. Ben Kacharis, number 44, linebacker, running back, safety, 76 pounds. I remember reading that, just being so proud it was there. I was on my way to fulfilling my dream, right? Now, you also know it was about that exact same year that Aerosmith came out with a song that topped the Billboard charts and is now one of the most famous rock ballads of all time, right? You know what song I'm talking about, don't you? Sure you do. Sing along if you want to. Dream on. Dream on, dream on, dream on, dream on, right? Don't tell me you weren't singing along at home. All right. Dream on, dream until your dreams come true. That song struck a chord, not just a guitar chord that we like, but it struck a chord because we all have dreams we want to see come true. Well, when my brother saw that little guidebook and he saw that it said 76-pound linebacker and he saw that most of the other kids on the team weighed like 100, 120 pounds, he, he just looked and he actually pointed out, he just laughed, he says, linebacker? And he said, dream on. Except he didn't say it like in encouragement. You know, he said it like, forget about it. 76 pound linebacker and I started to realize that maybe my dream of playing in the NFL might not be the right dream or that dream might evaporate. We all, I think, over the last few months have gotten a lot of experience, haven't we, at seeing some of the dreams that we maybe once really held dear. We've seen them evaporate. We've seen some of them disrupted. Maybe you've seen some of your dreams die even. What do you do when your dreams are disrupted? I mean, it's one thing if it's a kid who isn't going to play football in the NFL as a 10-year-old, you can get over that. But it's harder, isn't it, when it's a marriage dream or a, a family dream or a health dream or a happily ever after dream that goes belly up. We've all had some dreams that are disrupted and have died. And, and what, about, what about the God dreams? What about the dreams that you were sure God put in your heart? And what about, what about our church, you know? What about the, the dreams that we have as a church that God called us to? What about your spiritual calling? What about where you were a few months ago? What about all that stuff? Did it all evaporate? 
this call to love and serve our community and all of that stuff. God gave us a vision to dare to dream and make an impact. And sometimes I think our spiritual enemy whispers in our ear like my brother did to me and just kind of says, dream on, as if to say, who are you trying to kid? Look at what's going on in the world. Look at, there's no way. Give up. Forget about it. COVID killed it. You're a 76-pound linebacker. What do you think? What do you think about God dreams? Did COVID kill some of our dreams? Do we, do we dare to dream again? One of the verses that I found myself clinging to during this whole time over the last several months, I encourage you to circle it in your Bible or mark it and write it down somewhere. It's Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. It's a reminder that, you know what? We never lose our hope because Jesus is so secure. And here's what it says. It's talking about Jesus. And it says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul. A hope that is both firm and secure. An anchor for the soul. Don't you love that, friends? We've been through some storms, am I right? We've been through some rough stuff, some challenges, some disruptions to the calm waters of our lives. We've been through some hard things, challenges, health stuff, hard stuff, and Mountain has been through some choppy waters. It's been tough on me as a leader, but you know what? Through it all, Jesus has been our anchor. He's firm and secure, and I know that you have felt it and you've held on to him. He's gotten us through it. But you know, here we are. I know we're not through it all yet. I know the storm isn't completely over, but are you with me? You can start seeing the light in the sky, and the waters are calmer than they were. And right now, it's like Jesus has anchored us to help us get through the storm, but you know what? I feel like right now, he's untying us from the dock. And he's saying, you know what? It's time to set sail again. Because there comes a time, doesn't there, where, where after you weather the storm, you realize it's time to chart a new course and to set sail again, and it's time to dream on. God, God has huge plans for this church. Now is the time to dream on. Now is the time not because we know everything about the future, not because we understand anything about a vaccine or the, you know, whatever, but because we know the one who anchored us through the storm is ready to captain this ship into the future. And today I believe that God has given us a charter, a kind of vision of where he wants us to go. And I invite you, I, no, I urge you, I plead with you. I plead with you to get fully on board this fellowship called mountain because God has never stopped working and he's been powerfully at work and he's showing us what the next season's going to be and these are not small dreams they're so big that if God is not in them and if everyone doesn't help we'll never achieve it so let's be honest we've been a little bit disengaged and it's time to re-engage and get back in rhythm with God dreams. So where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? The fact that was the question it reminds me of, a, of in the Old Testament. One time God's people were so distraught and discouraged. They were going through a very difficult time, just like we are. Their dreams were dying. They'd been through a battle. They felt defeated. They felt beat down. They were so tired and overwhelmed and discouraged. Anybody? <laughs> in other words, it was a lot like 2021. 
Jeremiah, their leader, he also was going through a rough time. He'd been thrown into a cistern and left to die. Jerusalem, you see, had been attacked and the walls had been destroyed and completely laid to waste. And the king's eyes were gouged out and the palace was burnt down and the army was chased out and anyone left was carried off to Babylon to live in exile. And you think we've had a rough patch. Okay, this was, they were so discouraged, they, feel, they felt like maybe some of us feel now. And the people come to Jeremiah, and they say in Jeremiah chapter 42, they come to Jeremiah and they say, Jeremiah, would you just pray that the Lord your God will tell us where we should go and what we should do? Where should we go and what should we do? Friends, that's the prayer. That's a million dollar prayer and every, everyone should be praying that prayer right now. Every school teacher and administrator is praying that prayer right now. Where should we go with this plan and this thing? And, and parents are wondering, how can I keep juggling school and, and, and with these kids and, and, and my job and every, everybody who's trying to figure out how to reallocate in their business and rehire and, and, or, or lay people off. And it's been my prayer and the prayer of Mountain's leadership for months now. God, where should we go and what should we do? We're a little worn now we're a little tired what's next I've told you before and I'll tell you again right now at the end of this whole deal there's going to be churches that dive and some that survive and some that thrive okay and the ones that dive are the ones that won't make it because they're just too depleted and, and weak and they don't have the strength of the vision there's a few that'll survive barely just surviving existing but kind of deflated and clinging tenaciously to ministry models that are perfectly designed for a world that no longer exists. But there will be churches by God's grace and power that thrive. And, and these, these churches are gonna come out stronger, purified by the challenge and clarified in their vision and intensified in their commitment to bring good news to a new world. And I'm here to tell you, that I and the leaders of this church believe with every ounce of our being that we are called to be one of those churches that thrives. That's what we're called to do. That's what God wants to see happen, to flourish in this challenge. And I know that it can be discouraging, and I know that it can feel deflating, and I, and I know that we can struggle with the division all around us and the depression and the confusion. And let me ask you, do any of those words and attitudes sound anything like the Spirit of God, like any of those come from Holy Spirit to you? Me neither. They do sound like they come from our enemy who's trying to whisper in our ear, you're nothing but a 76-pound weakling. You can't. It's impossible. But we serve a God who says, nothing is impossible with me. Friends, we are the church, and the church is the body of Christ, and Christ's body doesn't have COVID. He's not even sick, and he says, I will build my church, and not even the gates of hell will prevail against it. So it's time to dream on. It's time to move on. Without him, we are a 76-pound linebacker, but you know what? He's saying to us, let's dream on. It's going to take a lot of us trust in Jesus like we never have before to get this thing where God wants us to be, to roll up our sleeves. And a lot of things have changed. A lot of things have changed, guys. We know that. I know that we're wearing masks, we're eating more takeout, we're watching more Netflix. A lot of things have changed. Some of us have put on a few pounds and gained the COVID-19, right? Some things have changed. You know what hasn't changed? God is still in charge. And while we were staying home, the Spirit was on the move. And Jesus is still Lord and Savior 
And people are still hungry and hurting for the only hope that can be found in his name. And we've got work to do. So I want to share with you some very important things right now that are ways that we can get on board. And I hope you will get on board. This fellowship called Mountain. These are things that every single one of us can and is called to do if Mountain is going to be the kind of place that's going to thrive and if you're going to have the kind of life that's going to be part of it. Number one, if we're going to set sail into the future, the first thing we've got to do is remember our mission. We've got to remember our mission. Like our mission is our raison d'etat. Like why are we even here? What do we exist for? And you know what? That has not changed. Jesus says, here's your divine assignment. Matthew 28, go and make disciples of all people, all nations, everyone, all the ethnicities, he says. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Make more disciples. And then teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. Help them keep growing forward. Better disciples. And he says, I'll be with you always to the end of the age. And friends, Mountain's mission is to make disciples more and better disciples. That's why we're here, our reason for being and a global pandemic and a divided nation and a contentious election and a scary job market have not altered that mission one bit. It's what we do, it's why we're here. And I wanna say thank you with the most sincerity I know how to say. I wanna say thank you to the kingdom-hearted servant-minded, generous and faithful people of Mountain who have been keeping this mission rolling through this strange period. Thank you for your faithfulness, your prayers, your generosity, so we can be a church that thrives. The world has changed. Our methods of ministry are gonna change. We're more digital now and lots of other changes, but our mission has not, will not, must not, change. We're here to make disciples. The second thing that every one of us is called to do, and every one of us can do, is to reignite our vision. We need to reignite our vision together, don't we? I mean, light it on fire. Mission is why we're here. Vision is like, well, what are we trying to do? What does it look like? And you recall our vision is to dare to dream. That's the name of our vision. And it's this vision toward 2024 when we're 200 years old, when we can just say, you know what? God has a dream for us. And we were inspired by Isaiah chapter 54, verse two, which says, as if God was saying to us, make your tent larger. Stretch, remember that word, stretch your tent curtains further out. Don't hold back and spare no effort. Lengthen your ropes and strengthen your stakes by pounding them in deep for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Do not be afraid. God's calling us, y'all, to dare to dream, to enlarge the canopy of God's blessing through this tent called mountain, through, through stretch, strengthen, and spread. Stretch our faith and our hearts and our hands toward more people than ever and strengthen our body as we move more to the core in order to spread God's blessing by expanding our impact from Rosedale to Rising Sun. Stretch, strengthen, and spread. Let's look at those one at a time, and I want to draw you a little picture just so it anchors itself in our heads and our hearts, okay? Stretch our hearts and hands toward more people than ever. 
You remember, stretch is, is about reaching people far from God that don't know the Lord. So God has placed us in an area where there's an unusual number of people that are far from God, the most densely populated part of the country, and the highest concentration of unchurched anywhere. And Hartford County, some studies show, is the most unchurched county in the state of Maryland. And here we are for such a time of this, in a place like this where COVID has knocked out whatever props were holding up some people who are now open in a way they might not have been to just entertain a spiritual conversation. So stretch, we sometimes picture with this little church here, right? But the people that God's calling us to, they're not in church. We gotta go. So here's my question, who's your one? Who's your one that you're connecting to, talking to? You gotta talk, gotta talk to God about them. You gotta talk to them about God. You gotta let your life speak loudly because God wants to touch someone, reach someone through you. So who's your one? Stretch. Strengthen. Remember strengthen? Strengthen is this process of moving more to the core. What do we mean? At the center of every church is the core, Jesus Christ. And then around him are those who follow him and love him um, closely. And, and, and then we've got these concentric circles. So you've got the core here. You've got a group here called the committed who are also walking with God closely. Uh, and then you've got a crowd out here who are maybe less walking, not walking with God quite so much. They are, they're not as close to Jesus. And out here, you've got the community You'll have to just kind of make the best of my drawing here. Here's the point, though. No matter who you are or where you are in this continuum, however far or close you are to Jesus, every one of us can be moving, and we just want to see more moving to the core of who Jesus is. So that means everybody's got a step. So what's your next step? What's your next step? Where are you and what's your next step? It's part of our vision as a church. To stretch and to strengthen and then to spread. And to spread is this reminder that one of our chief ways of reaching new people and seeing reproducing movements go and grow is by launching new campuses, particularly up and down the 95 corridor. So we got campuses, you know, we got them all over the place and more are gonna come. So what are you gonna do? What's your part to help Mountain launch the next campus and the one after that. Whether it's staying at the campus you're at to help backfill and serve in some important ways or going to be part of the new launch. We'll talk about that in a minute. Stretch, strengthen, and spread. That's our big picture vision and we gotta reignite that vision. We gotta breathe this stuff. We gotta live this stuff. I wanna stretch to people that don't know Jesus. I wanna be on a journey where I'm getting more like him and moving more to the core and helping others go with me in a community and I wanna be part of spreading from Rosedale to Rising Sun into the ends of the earth because that's the vision that Jesus has given us. Now, where do we go right now, like 2021? That's the big 2024 vision. Where do we go? We got to re-engage. I know we're regathering now, and everyone can come back and gather in person at whatever rate and whatever time God and you and your family decide is the right. And utmost respect for everyone, wherever they are in that journey. Totally good. But where, whenever you come back to join in person, now is the time to re-engage. 
okay? Now's the time, like those wheels spinning in the snow. We gotta get some sand under there, get them, get them on track so we can hit some traction and get the thing moving again. So if we're gonna re-engage, what does that look like for 2021? 2021, dream on vision. Some of you will be happy to know it spells the word dream, D-R-E-A-M, all right? 2021, the stuff we're gonna do this year to fulfill this vision looks like this. Number one, D stands for deliver the baby. We gotta deliver the baby because Mountain is expectant with child. We want to see a new campus in Aberdeen birth. It's gonna be one of the most beautiful and exciting things that happens by God's grace in 2021. More on that in a minute. R stands for reach people. We're going to reach out to new people. We're also going to reach back for people that have become disconnected and disenfranchised, disengaged, maybe disappointed or, you know, in some other way disconnected to the church. We're going to reach for people. We miss you. We need you. We want you. E stands for engage on the mountain walk because it's time to, to get everyone, all of us together Loving God, loving people, and serving the world. Engaging again. And A stands for ask God what to give. For some, 2020 was an incredibly generous time. And for others, it was a time where we took a big step back in our generosity. So ask God what to give in 2021 so your generosity is tied to his desires. And then M stands for make a difference because... Man, the world needs to see just an army of lovers unleashed who are going to bring radical Jesus love and care. Keep your eyes open for ways to make a difference in the name of Jesus, in your neighborhood, through the epicenter, around the world. All right, my friends, if we're going to thrive and dream on, it's going to be because we remember our mission and we reignite the vision. And there it is. There's one more, and that is... It's time to reschedule the launch of the Aberdeen campus, all right? God has opened the door for this campus and has been paving the way. We thought we were going to walk through that door last fall. A number of other things, including COVID, happened along the way to put everything on hold and slow things down, but we're back on track. Game on, dream on. It's exciting because there's so many people that just live within a few miles of that campus who have no relationship with Jesus, no connection to God-centered community. And we're going to get back on track for them and revive the dream that God placed in our heart to launch a new campus up in Aberdeen, Maryland with the launch of a new campus. Let me show you some pictures, okay, of what's going on up there. Some of you haven't been up there. Next to Ollie's, there it is. So it's coming along beautifully. There's the lobbies. Think of all the people that will be welcomed into that area someday, very, very soon. Kids' spaces are colorful and bright and interactive and fun and functional and safe. They just scream, we love kids, because we do. And, the, and it's just incredible space. You need to get up there and take a tour. And the meeting spaces are looking great. They're large and they're open, not just for us or the epicenter, but to share with the community and the worship area. This multi-purpose thing, it's a gem, but it's going to be beautiful to see the community gather there and worship for Aberdeen campus on the weekends. And you know, the epicenter has, is functioning right there, and it's been up and running 
for months now and doing great stuff, distributing thousands of pounds of food, for example, partnering with local agencies and ministries and providing mentoring and tutoring after school care for kids. It's an amazing thing that's going on. And now I wanna share with you, not about the building, but about the launch. Are you ready? We have some exciting news. After several delays and now more careful consideration, we have a launch date picked for the Aberdeen campus. Are you ready? Are you excited? Do you want to know when it is? Here it is. The Aberdeen campus, God's, God willing, is going to be launched Easter Sunday, 2021. Easter Sunday, there it is. Aberdeen campus soft launch will be Palm Sunday, March 28. That's just for kind of mountain people. Let's get the work, uh, work the bugs out and then public gathering on Easter Sunday. It's going to be amazing. A lot of you, you know our, our buddy, uh, Luis Machado, our campus pastor and his amazing, awesome family, the Machados. They're on board and they're working. I want you to hear from his heart just briefly. Will you welcome, wherever you are, clap through the screen, welcome in person our friends, the Machados. All right. So <laughs> thank you, man. God is on the move already in Aberdeen. We have seen many many partnerships already forming up. And we are super excited to be able to be part of this mission. But here right now, if God is calling you to a place where you could serve and make a difference in our community, in Aberdeen, would you join me and my family to actually be on the move with the city of Aberdeen and with Mountain? Don't miss it, folks. We are going to be able to reach our community, be beyond our community. Our community and beyond, we'll be able to do this. And I believe that together, we'll be able to do this. Yeah. So don't miss it, guys. Oh, amen. Man, let's just show our support one more time and our congratulations for these guys. Awesome. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Yeah. Friends, it's exciting. It's, it's going to be amazing. Um, as we together remember our mission, reignite our vision, and relaunch this Aberdeen campus. That's what's before us. It's time to dream on and to get excited again about this stuff. Now, as we get ready to close, I just want to really invite you right now, just in a special moment, to kind of really open your heart for a moment about what God is saying to you about your place and your part in this fellowship called Mountain. I'm going to invite you to just Make a commitment, prayerfully considering where God might be leading you in each of these areas we've talked about. In fact, to do that, we've created a commitment card. And I want to encourage you to place your hands or your eyeballs on that card right now. So uh, you can see uh, there's a link if you're viewing at home or a QR code on the screen. It'll take you right there. Um, just check it out. If you're here at one of our campuses, you might have been handed this card or you can also shoot it off the, the, the screen with the QR code, but take a look at it as a way of prayerfully offering yourself to the vision that God has laid out for us. Let me just remind us of some of the questions this simple card can, can lead us uh, to answer that will really change the trajectory of our lives in this church. And the first one is just that you need to really ante up and say, this is the campus that I call home. Pray about that and answer that question. Where's your home campus? And for some of you, you're going to join the Machados and become part of that launch team for this new thing. If God is calling you to do that, don't miss it. 
Write it on there, Aberdeen. And for others of you, it's like you need to re-engage at the campus where maybe it's closer to where you live. That's fine. We're going to need everyone. There are some Bel Air campus people. Since that campus no longer is open and existing, you know, that, 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 those, you know, we want to see you kind of jump in where God is leading you. Maybe this is your moment. You've been maybe waiting for that special you know, opportunity to come before you in this time. Where's your home campus? It also invites you to nail down and to make a commitment about where you're going to serve, whether it's in students or kids or worship or groups or a number of things you can see there, or the epicenter at Edgewood or Aberdeen. That's an important question that will shape your life, and it will shape the vision of this church too. And then how will you advance the mission financially? How will you, like, like just, are you ready to say, I'm praying that God will use my generosity by making a financial commitment to the mission of Mountain? Like, make a commitment for 2021. Like, do the math, figure it out, pray and ask God. Stay close to the heart of God on this. Like, let him lead you. That's, it's why we say, ask God. None of the dreams that we have can happen without generosity. It doesn't happen with good intentions. It only happens with the, the deliverance of generosity by people who are prompted by God because they care about this mission. So it's going to take some sacrificial gifts. So don't hold back. Spare no effort, as the verse says. And be bold and courageous as you plan what you're going to give to the mission of God through Mountain in 2021. And if you want to give today, we haven't really had a moment in our service to do that. This is that moment as well while we're thinking about it. As you think about the commitment for the year, lubricate those engines and generosity parts of your heart by just making a gift today. And if you want to do that, you can see, you can give online. There's a QR code there. You can text anywhere. Or if you're in person, you can stop by one of the kiosks there and drop that off um, just to say, I'm Lord, I believe in you. I believe in the mission of this church, and I'm going to reflect that, back it up through these gifts that I'm giving. Not because it's, an, it's, a, it's a, anything uh, but a privilege and an opportunity and a responsibility and a joyful privilege to do so. As you look back to that card, it also invites you to think about who you're going to pray for. Like so their life can be in tune with the dreams God has for them. I'm praying God will use me to bring others to know Jesus. And you can write a name there of your one, the one that God has laid on your heart. Friends, these questions are huge. So simple, but so important because they will really change the trajectory. And it's a way of Jesus saying, man, I wish you were here. Draw you forward to a new place. And as you take that sticker that you got maybe today, I, I hope you, if you're in person here, you've got a little sticker. And if not, you'll get one soon. A little mountain sticker. Just that sticker, let it represent your answer to all these things, your commitment. Not just your love for this church, but your commitment to the work of it. As you're prayerfully considering that card, we're going to actually have a moment in, on February 21 where we're going to say, if anyone hasn't submitted one of those yet, Will you please do so by that time? You can turn one in right now, and I hope you do. Because it's going to take these kind of servants and this kind of commitments and this kind of bold prayers and invitations to other people and financial generosity to get us where we want to go. As you're doing that, I want to, 
I want to remind you about someone I'll call Amy. Amy, Amy comes from a family where addiction runs. A revolving door of dads and stepdads in and out of her house as a kid and lots of yelling and parents fighting upstairs. It was the norm. And she just suffered from the fallout of abuse and neglect. If you saw where she came from, you'd understand why her self-worth was kind of obliterated and why she turned to other things just to get by. In school and in life, she turned to eventually drinking and she smoked and drank her way through high school. And as a young adult, she eventually became an addict herself. She came to Mountain off and on and got involved in the Bible study, and that's where she met some people, but addiction still kind of ruled her life, to be honest. She ended up pregnant and eventually got married, had another child, but she just couldn't shake the pain and all the dysfunctional garbage from the family patterns of her past that just continued to eat away at her and replicate themselves in ways she didn't even want. And so she just tried to drink away the pain. It was something that happened during COVID that convinced her she wanted to change. A blessing, isn't it, in disguise? She tried to stop drinking for a month and it worked and she was so proud of herself, she made the decision to pursue sobriety. And she found herself in that process. Instead of turning to a bottle, she turned to the Bible. And she listened to online sermons here at Mountain and she went to counseling and she began to see the Spirit of God work inside of her in little incremental ways. And Without the drinking, her mind was more clear to hear what God was saying to her and where he was leading her. She began to think differently about a different path for her life. And after four months of sobriety, she connected with another friend from Mountain here and just gave control of her life over to the Lord and was baptized in that friend's pool to surrender her past and commit her future to the love of Lord, the Lord Jesus. And now she's, she's in a good community and she's on a good path marking out a new way for her marriage, her future, her kids, and a new life for her. She's still got struggles, but she's also got purpose. And she's got peace. And friends, she's got Jesus. And Jesus has her. And friends, Amy is why we do what we do. Why do we need to launch a campus in Aberdeen anyway? Because of Amy. Why do we need to serve our guts out? Because Amy and everyone like her. Why did Jesus die on a cross? For Amy. For you and for me. It's why we got to dream on. We got to dream on. Let's pray. Lord, we ask you to to build our life on the only name that is worth building any life on, the name of Jesus, the name above every other name. We want to commit our lives to you and this church to you. And we want to say you, God, are our firm foundation now as we can make these commitments, as we offer our lives and our vision to you. We just say, Lord, build our lives on you and you alone, so that we will not be shaken. We pray this in the good, strong name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.